Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I don't fell in love with. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Uh, party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Ben's Pharrell, with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing today? I hope everybody's doing well. All right. Trump hands out pizzas to a swarm of supporters at the Iowa pub. All right. Iowa State. The former president, Donald Trump, was swarmed by a crowd of supporters Wednesday during a stop at a Benendorf, Iowa bar, where he handed out pizzas to those that was in attendance. Trump made the stop to a treehouse pub and eatery after holding multiple events in the state earlier that day and was met with a loud chance of USA and singing of Proud to be an American. Who wants one? The former president asked patrons of the bar as he passed around pizza boxes and stopped to take photos and talk with supporters, including sign one woman's T-shirt. Oh, that's what he was doing. Trump drew similarity enthusiastic crowds when he attended the Iowa-Iowa State football game, along with a tailgate ahead of the game earlier this month. At the tailgate, he helped flip burgers on the grill as supporters gathered around. He was later met with loud cheers while walking through the stadium ahead of the game. Trump has maintained a strong lead over his Republican opponents in the Hawkeye State, with the Fox Business poll released Wednesday showing him at 46% support among likely caucus goers, all right? The poll showed Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in the distant second with 15%. And the former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, she's at 11%, all right? So um, he also continues to lead his opponents nationally, garnering in another recent Fox News poll Trump made more waves in the state during one of his stops earlier in the day when reacting to the worsening border crisis. All right. He vowed to carry out the largest domestic deportation operation in American history if he's elected as president next year. Okay. Damn. That's crazy. I'm just telling y'all what's going on. That's thinking out loud right there for your ass. Yeah, like, I ain't getting better, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just hitting you up with it. Anyway, moving along. All right. A Texas gang member gets life without parole for killing an 11-year-old boy while free on bond for capital murder. A Texas gang member found guilty of killing an 11-year-old boy and his stepfather in 2020 while he was free on bond for capital murder for years later. Four years later, has been sentenced to life in prison without the chance of parole. All right? I'm going to have to tell you again. All right? Uh, they say he's a gang member from Texas. That's what they say. All right? He was found guilty in the killing of an 11-year-old boy and his stepfather in 2020 while he was free on bond for capital murder four years later. All right? He has been sentenced to life in prison, and there's no chance, no possibility that he's going to get parole. So he's going to probably spend the most of his life, the rest of his life in prison. Harris County District Attorney Kim Ogg said 23-year-old 
Desmond Hawkins was convicted of capital murder for fatally shooting 11-year-old Dominique Susek and his stepfather, 41-year-old Manuel Solomon, on October 26, 2020, as the two sat in Solomon's car outside their home. A little boy with his whole life ahead of him was murdered because of a cold-blooded ambush in broad daylight, District Attorney Og said. This was a capital murder, and the appropriate sentence is life in prison without parole. At the time of the murder, Mr. Hawkins was free on bond for a capital murder that occurred on October 10, 2016. District Attorney Og's office said in the 2016 case, Hawkins was arrested for shooting and killing John Pye during the robbery. The two men knew each other. After posting bond, Mr. Hawkins was equipped with an ankle monitor that could track his location using GPS technology. When Hawkins killed Solomon and Susek, he was wearing the monitor. Nearly a week before the murder, Solomon reported to police that an unknown man attempted to kill him by shooting at him while he was sitting inside his Mercedes-Benz, parked in the driveway of his West Houston townhouse. The GPS monitor data showed that on the day of the murder, Hawkins was waiting for Solomon to come home and even cut a hole in a chain link fence to get to Solomon faster. The district attorney office said Hawkins was waiting for at least three hours before Solomon come out the house, before Mr. Solomon decided to come out of his house. So he was scathing, waiting for about three hours. When Solomon backed into the driveway with his 11-year-old stepson in the passenger seat at about 4.30 p.m., Hawkins emerged from the hole in the fence, shot Susek twice and Solomon four times. Both victims died almost instantly, the district attorney office said. Surveillance footage from nearby cameras showed Mr. Hawkins ambushed the vehicle. He ambushed the vehicle while wearing the ankle monitor. It is still unknown why Hawkins targeted Mr. Solomon and his stepson. During the two-week trial, jurors were presented with all of the available evidence and quickly convicted Hawkins of capital murder on Monday. Immediately after the conviction, Hawkins was sentenced to life in prison and will never be eligible for parole. Based on what we saw in the evidence, we believe this was an orchestrated hit, Assistant District Attorney Christopher Condon said. The jury did the right thing and handed down the conviction for capital murder. Mr. Condon and the Assistant District Attorney Nancy Ta prosecuted the case. With Ms. Ta adding the evidence, it shows what well, it shows it was a premeditated ambush. All right. So the defendant laid in waiting for three hours. He laid somewhere. He was hiding somewhere for three hours during the light of the day to execute a young boy and his stepfather. District Attorney Assistant Ta stated. All right. Hawkins made a decision to end Dominic's life before the boy could even turn 12 years old. And now 12 citizens of Harris County have decided how Hawkins will spend the rest of his life. Damn, that is sad. Yo, what infuriated the man to wanted uh, to kill uh, that man named Solomon? Like, 
it looked like there was some type of quarrel or something or the uh, uh the um Hawkins dude he was on some like relentless I don't care I'm going to get this sucker no matter what type shit like I don't know what the hell was going on in his mind and what compelled him to even act in that way but it's sad and it's gruesome now he got to spend all of his life in prison and then by looking at it, at his photos yo he look he looked crazy he looked messed up he looked like he don't even be taking care of himself you know he just looked mad gruesome and shit like that that shit crazy that, that don't make no type of sense and and he was um awaiting another trial at the same time when he killed Mr. Solomon and the little kid. He was he was out on bond for another murder charge. Like this dude, his mental was in a whole nother place. Like he was all about fuck that, I'ma kill you, I don't care what 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 the circumstances is. Like he was on that type of timing. That is disgusting, bro, if you ask me. Ugh, for real. Come on, man. I don't know. That's crazy, bro. He ain't had no remorse or nothing. And they didn't even give any details on the court proceedings when they handed down the conviction on how he reacted. Did he even had any comments? Did he did he address the court or anything? I don't I ain't get none of those details right there. Well, it's kind of crazy though. I don't even know. That's sad. It's super sad. It's a it's a real ugly situation. However you want to put it, that situation look ugly no matter what. Well, I'm gonna keep it moving. All right, I covered this this one right here. This was um this is updates. Harris County officer involved shooting. A suspect pronounced dead on scene. A murder suspect is dead after a gun battle between him and investigators broke out at the Riverside Park in Third Ward in the middle of the day, I see. It was over 16, 17 gunshots, said a witness. Houston Police Department was on scene and is investigating the shooting because it's in their jurisdiction. Houston Police Department Executive Assistant Chief Larry Satterwhite, Texas um, Department of Public Safety Troopers and Harris County Sheriff's Office deputies located a possible murder suspect who was seen driving a white Jeep, arrived in the 2600 block of Calumet Street. Harris County Sheriff Ed Gonzalez says the suspect officials were looking for is Dimitri Humphrey, who's accused of murdering Chantavia Reddick on September 9th. Satterwhite says authorities saw him enter a park in the area and formed the plan to safely take him into custody when no civilians were around. Three Harris County deputies and two Department of Public Safety troopers approached the suspect, but he took off running. Then he pulled out a firearm and shot at the fish, uh, he shot at the officials who returned fire. This was a moving gun battle that's very dangerous. As the suspect was firing back at the officers, says Satterwhite. He says the suspect ran uphill and across the street behind a home where he then collapsed with his firearm by his side. He was pronounced dead at the scene by authorities. Sheriff Gonzalez says Humphrey was wanted for the shooting and killing 
of a Spring Independent School District third grade teacher named Shanta Villa Reddick and her dog. He shot and killed the dog too while she was trying to help her friend leave an alleged abusive relationship. These situations can be very dynamic. Dynamic. We always say that it's the most dangerous time when someone is trying to leave an abusive relationship. And this friend just stepped in to help another friend, like so many have probably done in the past. And unfortunately, this turn of events became very tragic. According to Gonzalez, law enforcement have been actively pursuing him as part of this ongoing investigation of the incident. They were planning to bring him, bring him in safely. They gave him every opportunity to turn himself in, said Gonzalez. Satterwhite says no member of the law enforcement were injured in this incident. Sheriff Gonzalez says they were are waiting to have the suspect's identity officially confirmed. All right, so that's the update to that shit. Uh, I reported the incident when he supposedly shot the teacher and the dog when they was at the park and stuff like that. I reported this like last week. Today is the updates. This happened on September 9th. So I gave you the updates to that right there. You can't say that I don't be following up on things because I be seeing it every day, man. Every day I be doing this, man. I'm trying to get the bread right because I know I can do it. You know, sometimes my people, my voice probably, my voice is probably real deep, but you know, I got that East Coast slang and everything like that. Plus that little Philadelphia uh, um, dash, Miss Dash. I got a dash of goddamn Philadelphia in me and that little Southern accent too. I get a little spicy with them too, you know, cause you know, I live over here in Houston, Texas, but we're going to keep it moving on some more news. All right. That was crazy. At least. They got justice for the family of that teacher that got gunned down by this dude and stuff like that. All she was trying to do is help her friend get out of an alleged abusive relationship. I mean, this is crazy. All right, let's keep it moving. All right, this is a, another domestic one. This is some this this happening in Northeast Houston. A SWAT standoff ends on Nyland. A man is in custody and the children are safe. So. A man was taken into custody after a SWAT standoff at a Northeast Houston home, police say. The four children were in the house at the time, but were not hurt. Okay. The incident began shortly after midnight Wednesday morning on the 5600 block of Nyland Street. Police say patrol officers initially responded to an assault call that turned out to be a domestic violence situation and found that a woman had made it out the house. According to the police, a man, was, a man was in the house along with his four children, and he refused to come out. At one point, officers thought he had gone out the back door. So they looked through the windows and saw a shotgun on the bed, and they could hear the man moving around the bedroom, scuffling or scamming around the bedroom. Swap responded to the scene. Authorities say they were able to speak with the man and got him to surrender peacefully. Police say that the man never made any threats towards the children and the mother didn't think that he was going to hurt them. So no injuries were reported to the to, uh, reported. No injuries were reported that the children was hurt or 
any sort. Police say that the woman was treated and reunited with the children. The man is facing a Class A family violence charge, and other charges could be pending as well. All right? Like I said a hundred times, bro, and I'm going to always keep saying it. When you're in a little domestic dispute with your significant other, you know, like, as a grown man, just get yourself, remove yourself out of that situation. You know what I'm saying? If if you're the man of the house, man, you know you got a backup chamber or a backup apartment. I do. When, When I was going through stuff, I had, like, another apartment, like, across town and stuff like that. Or... I would take my behind to the hotel and stay there and chill. Sometimes I chill for a week or two weeks, and then she'd be like, man, bring your ass home, and then everything calmed down and stuff like that. I still speak to her. I just be at the telly and stuff. You see what I'm saying? Just remove yourself out of that situation. And then, as a man, once again, I'm going to say it like this. If you can't afford none of those accommodations, you shouldn't even be in no type of relationship with no females. You see what I'm saying? I'm just trying to give you some uh, some knowledge, some advice, so you can make your stuff better. You got to, you know, you're the man of the house. You taking care of everything and stuff like that. So if y'all get into some dispute about finances, usually that's what it's always about. Or... If you're disputing about how you're going to take the kids to school, or it could be any little small thing, and then it turns into some goddamn thing. When it get physical, you got to remove yourself out of that situation as a man. I'm just telling you, all right? I'm just trying to show you something because it always worked out for me. I always remove myself out of the situation, especially when she get irrash- irrational. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, she's not being, you know, like... She's just being erratical and stuff. Or trying to get a rise out of me because she's mad about some shit. See what I'm saying? I'm just trying to name any type of scenario that she could relate to. You get what I'm saying, gentlemen? Just remove yourself out of the situation. I always say the same thing again and again. So let me keep it moving on some other news. All right. New York City migrant crisis. Governor Hochul says she had a productive conversation with President Biden. It was a last-minute meeting, according to Governor Kathy Hochul, but she finally was able to speak with President Joe Biden on the migrant crisis. I felt it was a very productive conversation, Hochul said. That's all I'm going to say. That's very evasive. Uh, The governor says she was attending a reception the president was holding and was told at the last minute that she would have the opportunity to speak with Biden about the migrant crisis. Hochul says says that she reiterated many of the same proposals that she has outlined before, but would not say if any promises were made. That's all I'm about. That's all I'm able to share right now, Hochul stated. When asked why Mayor Eric Adams was not included in this meeting, there was no formal meeting that he was left out of, Hochul insisted. It was just an opportunity, as I do every chance I get, to make my case on behalf of our state. President Biden was in town Monday through Wednesday, but did not make the time to meet with Adams. On Good Day New York, Adams suggested that the reason he suggested that the reason he was left out that meeting with Governor Hochul and President Biden was because he doesn't have the ability to sugarcoat the challenges brought on by the migrant 
influx. There's an authentic communication style that I have, and sometimes that offends people, Mayor Adams said. But I'm not going to be dishonest to the New Yorkers and finding a word in a thesaurus that makes you sound politically correct. We are in trouble. On Tuesday night, the city opened a new migrant shelter for families with children at a former elderly care center on Staten Island. Mm. Local residents tried to block the bus carrying migrants into the shelter, many immediately becoming aggressive with police. According to the New York Police Department, they arrested at least nine people for disorderly conduct and one person for combative behavior with the officer. Adams condemned these actions. I'm very clear of the frustration and the anger New Yorkers have expressed, but they're not banging on the doors of buses, Adams says. We're managing this crisis, but we're not going to deal with violence, and we're not going to do it with hateful terminology spewed at individuals. More than 113,000 migrants have flooded the city since last spring, with nearly 60,000 currently in the city's care. Damn. You know, I always talk about these migrant crises, especially how Governor Greg Abbott keeps sending buses to the Democratic cities out there, and it's causing a problem, even... Abbott says it's causing a problem in the Texas border states. And then they're going, it's been political tirade where Adams is just sending buses. And then uh, I forgot the other governor that's sending buses. I know it's not New Mexico because that governor is a Democrat. I'm trying to remember, is it Arizona? I'm not sure. I want to say it was the the who. I don't remember the, the governor for the governor of Arizona. Not right now. I can't think right now. But I'm gonna end this apple pie short and sweet. I'm gonna talk to you later. You can follow me on Instagram. That's Box Benji. You just type that in the search engine. That's B O X B E N J I, and you're gonna find me. And you can do the same thing in TikTok. Follow me on TikTok as well. You could type Box Benji in the search engine. All you got to do is type B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I, and you will find your man right here chilling with a whole bunch of posts that's very interesting in today's society. Boat Dagger.